0: Have you ever faced a situation in the church where there was an ethical violation of some sort and you had to deal with the situation and bring resolve to it? Whether it's a board member, staff member, or key volunteer leader, then in reality, there's times where this may occur. And so in today's episode, we're gonna talk about how to deal with a person when they face this type of ethical violation and what you can do to move forward. Here we go.
1: church tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. You know, I was talking to a pastor friend here a few years ago, and he, he had to navigate a very, very difficult situation with a, uh, a bookkeeper uh, on his team who was skimming money off the top. So mm-hmm. the tithes would come in, the offerings, and this bookkeeper was frankly had fallen prey to stealing from the church. Hmm. Now this is a person the church had been trying to be helpful to. Uh, she was a single single mom, and uh, so the church uh, gave uh, of themselves to her to help her, and yet um, she had this piece of her hmm. underneath where the uh, where ethical violations were happening, and she just frankly was stealing. Hmm. This is a very, very difficult thing to try to navigate because you're dealing with somebody you know. This is a yeah. leader. While, while uh, she was not a board member, she was a staff member, uh, be part of a leadership team. And so uh, the question is, how do you navigate hmm. an ethical violation of a leadership team member, whether it be board member, staff member, or key lay leader, who does something. That vi- now, we're not talking about moral violations, yeah. We're talking about ethical violations, which generally come in the areas of honesty and, uh, and integrity in handling money. So uh, we're going we're gonna to jump into that today, yeah. and uh, we hope you find this helpful and hope you don't have to face what my friend was facing with that bookkeeper. Yeah,
0: and so this is really applicable to a number of different people that you might find. I mean, we're, we're kind of labeling it leadership team. Uh, members, but I mean, this could be a church board member. This could be a staff member, yep. as you're mentioning. This could be a leadership um, team member who is not a paid person, right. but they're part of your leadership team. Obviously, in the the smaller church contexts, a lot of people on the leadership team are they're all volunteers. All volunteers. Yep. And so this even applies to them as well. Yep. And how do you navigate? What do you do to move forward when you have a violation in the personal ethics area? So yep. Dick, kick us off with number one. Well,
1: number one is you've got to get your facts straight. And I will tell you, this is a place where too frequently we jump to conclusions too fast. Now, you you, you can really have both ends of it. You can jump to conclusions too fast and make a mistake, or you can delay forever and think the problem is going away, and it's not. Mm -hmm. So you've got to do your due diligence, get your facts in order, know exactly what is happening in the illustration I mentioned earlier, You've know, you got to track through the offerings. You've got to have a way to determine uh, how much money was in a particular offering. You may have to set up something that can tell you this was here, and now this is gone. Uh, You've got to be able to get those facts in order. You're really—it's almost like you're building a case, which can feel very, very difficult Mm. for a pastor to do because you feel like you're being sneaky— in trapping uh a leadership team members Mm -hmm. and you're not you have the responsibility to do what is right by the church yeah and if that means your due diligence uh sets up a way to prove wouldn't you love it if you could prove that what you're assuming is wrong right but you've Mm -hmm. got to be able to build that case and uh have it airtight uh as you move forward
0: Uh, the second thing is you you want to uh, gain leadership buy-in yep, and
1: leadership support.
0: Now, this doesn't mean that you air a person's dirty laundry to everyone in the world, but in reality, when an offense happens like this, uh, like mm-hmm. in your case, the example you've mentioned, you know it affects others, mm-hmm. and and so there other people are going to know about it, and you need to be able to. Um, Gain the leadership support from them so that way as you go and you have some conversations with the individual, you're not out on an island by yourself left hanging there hoping that, you you know, your people
1: are going to have your back.
0: Right. And. Specifically, you know as it relates to like your situation, you know we, you need to be able to have people that can come say no we've we, we've looked at the facts and you know we know this is what it is because otherwise you could get a, into a situation where it 's a he said she said yep. type thing, and then it 's like well then you're stuck, so that 's right. where this leadership support is really going to be helpful
1: as you continue to move forward exactly and once you 've done the, these first two things you've you've got your facts in order you 've built your leadership. Uh, support behind you so you're 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 all good that way then you ultimately need to meet with the violator and uh, you need to have conversation with them Mm -hmm. you need to do this in a way that on one hand is not accusatory on the other hand it is stating very clearly what's at stake here now they may feel it to be accusatory Mm -hmm. but you're not going and say you did this you're going in and saying, this is what appears to have happened, and we're exploring this, and we want to have conversation mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. about what a, could appear to be an ethical lapse, violation. Uh, you leave the door open that you may have seen or construed something incorrectly because mm-hmm. you could be wrong, sure. uh, but you are also not soft peddling it. Uh, mm-hmm. You're stating it very clearly as you meet with the uh, violator
0: then number four is you want to create a redemption and or a dismissal plan. So, uh, you know, depending on how the conversation in point three that Dick is just talking about goes, right. that will dictate what happens here in this point as it relates <laughs> to the redemption or dismissal plan. Let's talk about redemption plan first. So obviously we want people to have a plan where they can, um, you know, make things right and get on the, on the path that's going to eliminate this for the future. And yet, still show them grace. Right. Uh, obviously, God's a God of grace. We want to we want to redeem people and give them an opportunity to make things right, and um, you know to repent and and so on and so forth. And so that may be an option for you uh, to be able to do that. And then, on the other hand, uh, you they may still need to be dismissed from their leadership right. role, or they may it may be such a thing depending on the circumstances where you can keep them on and you wouldn't have to have a dismissal plan. Uh, but from a dismissal plan standpoint, you know this is again this isn't just paid people. This is a board member. This is other people who are volunteers. They they may need to be asked to step down, yeah. and that's part of the consequences of of the um, the actions that, that that they took that yeah. they took. And you just have to do that. So, but you've got to have that plan in place, ready to go. And a lot of it, like I said, is a little bit subjective to their response if they're a repentant. If they recognize, you know, they're wrong. That's one thing. If they're defensive,
1: combative, yeah,
0: yeah, then, then on the hand, you know, okay, well, we're probably moving more toward the dismissal plan. So it's a little bit subjective there, but you need to have those plans ready to go.
1: You do, you know, and then the, the the in the final analysis, then you need to meet with that person. For those responses to, yeah. to happen, so uh, yeah, those are those are the things. Uh, not <laughs> this podcast is not the wow. This is a fun idea to help grow my church, but it's the realities that you deal with as a leader. Uh, you're dealing with fallen humanity, mm-hmm. and there are going to be times where sin rears its ugly head. Mm-hmm. So here are the five things that uh, we think you need to do uh, if you face a situation with a leader uh, that has had a, an ethical lapse. Number one, get your facts straight. Number two, gain leadership support. Number three, meet with the violator to discuss the ethical lapse or violation number four create redemption and or dismissal plan and then come back around and meet with the violator to move forward these are the things that you need to do and if you'll do these in order um, you'll be able to take a very difficult situation and navigate it in a god-honoring way both to the violator and to the church as a whole. That's right. So again, not a fun subject to be dealing with, but it's real, and I think this will help you. Uh, I would encourage you to, uh, in your leadership role, is to take a look at the uh, Four Secrets Masterclass that Jonathan put together here a few months ago, and we've had gr- great reviews from uh, pastors and leaders who've gone through it. Just go to leaders.church/secrets, and uh, this uh, masterclass, which is just uh, shy of an hour in length, mm-hmm. will help you. Uh, navigate four key components of leadership that are going to help you be better and lead your church better. Uh, we'd also uh, certainly uh, ask you to follow us on social media and to subscribe to the podcast platforms that uh, you watch, whether it's Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts or uh, certainly to the YouTube channel. And if you could rate and review us, uh, we'd be honored to, uh, to have that. So thanks very much for hanging out with us today. We really enjoyed being with you. Make it a great one and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here, real quick before
0: you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the leaders.church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the Church Tips Podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.